Welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And today is Monday, May 25th. And it is also Memorial Day today. And as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear it all. And just a reminder that this Friday is the last episode of Here For You. That's right. So We will be moving. We will can be consolidating the Here For You vibe into an additional Forever 35 episode. Yep. So Forever 35 will be running Monday, Wednesday, and Friday starting next week. Yep. So so come. Please do tune in. Join us there. You're going to be getting a lot of the same energy from this pod over there. Yep. It's basically the same day. Deal? Same deal. <laughs> same day. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Um, how is your energy today? You know, I'm feeling okay. Feeling okay. Okay. I, okay. Um, yesterday, I purchased a bicycle. Uh huh. I was the only member of my family who did not own a bike. So was this? Are you? Have you just not really been a bike rider? Like it's just the. I just never bought a bike when I we moved to a more residential neighborhood here in Los Angeles. Mm. I'm also like a scaredy cat, so it's not like I would. I would never. Like when we lived in Brooklyn, Anthony used to ride his bike into Manhattan to work. And like, I am way too scared to do stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I am comfortable like tootalooting around with my kids and riding on bike paths and things like that. So I bought myself a bike. And I'm happy for you. Yeah. What kind of bike? It is called a hybrid, meaning it has like a very comfortable seat. Mm-hmm. I have a hybrid, but it could like I could, the the person who sold it to me was was optimistic that it could go on like a twenty or thirty mile bike ride if I wanted. It oh to. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So it's very nice. It's very comfortable. Um, and we we took it took it out immediately after I purchased it yesterday. And we went for a really nice bike ride, and then we stopped stopped and got some curbside ice cream cones. Nice. It, you know, it made for like a very pleasant like working within the confines of social distancing kind of day. You know what I mean? Like we were able to, we we had our masks. I brought my hand sanitizer. We steered clear of people, but we were still able to kind of do something that was fun and um, adventurous and delicious. (laughs) It sounds like good, clean fun, to be honest. It was good, clean fun. And then today my daughters and I did some tie dyeing which was dirty fun, but I'm very excited. Wow. Yeah, we did some tie-dyeing, which was fun. And, you know, I might attempt to make pasta tonight. I'm getting a little more courageous. I might try it out. Oh, like from scratch? From scratch. Yes, yeah, sorry, not like okay. from I was a like, box. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. I was like, I'm going to support you Thank on whatever you, pasta journey you're on, but I didn't realize Thank that you. making pasta from a box was... A big deal, but uh, you know, maybe it is. It could um, be for someone. It could, could be. be exactly, and that's why I was like, "Um, <laughs> you're such a good friend. You just like kind of let me have it." 
No, I I bought myself a pasta maker and I've been reading about how to make pasta. I, I don't know why I'm taking this so seriously. I like bought this pasta maker a month ago and have been too scared to bust it out. Now I'm watching a master class on my master class account about making pasta. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I just want to go into it prepared. And you know, I really actually felt like when we did our baking class with Molly J. Wilk, uh-huh. I, who we mentioned on like every episode. I know we've become very big fans. <laughs> We're, I would call us stand. Yeah, we are. We are standing. Um, <laughs> but I liked watching someone and doing it. I, I realized like yes. the, the, the way I'm a, the way I learn is yes. like needing that visual example and then also doing it like feeling it in my hands. Totally. It's much harder for me to like read a recipe and just know how to make pasta. So the masterclass I'm yes, finding to be yes. very useful because I'm watching it. And so I think if I try to do it, I'll watch it again. This is like in okay. this is in the weeds of um, I, pasta. You making. know what, Kate? I like to get in the weeds with you. Um, what kind of what shape of pasta? Just going to go with a very basic, like either like a spaghetti or a fettuccine. I'm not going to be like hand rolling. I don't have like a gnocchi tool, but I am kind of wondering if like this is going to be my new hobby. Like I, I'm kind of getting yeah. into. Like I've already started googling where I can buy like fancy Italian flour because there's like a like a very fine flour that you're supposed to use to make pasta. Like I'm, I'm already getting annoying, like a gearhead, but for pasta. So, you know, like a person. <laughs> I like, love it. Like I'm a pasta head. I want to mention one other thing, it. Dory, and that is that I single-handedly gave my family an ant problem in our house. So, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out if you eat a piece of cake at your desk in your bedroom and then you drop a piece of the cake on the floor and you don't notice for like a day, ants will come and they have arrived oh dear yeah yeah they were like it was like hey guys i mean like there was one ant who was just so excited and like rang the bell and they all lined Literally. up and you know they're everywhere they're the tiniest ants they're all over like i opened my little pill case last night to take my uh my Prozac and they were just ants. Like it's almost oh, like, no. like if it was a Pixar movie, it would be adorable. You know, like, Oh, look at all these ants yeah. living in my things. Yeah. I actually think that is a movie called ants anyway. <laughs> so, so right now I've got this kind of ongoing ant crisis brewing in my bedroom and I have to deal with it. So if anyone has any, yeah. ant, I know you've gone through ants. We went through ants in our old house. Yeah. Yeah. It was not, fun they're very aggressive in terms of they are like, oh there's they, one on my keyboard right now and they're really clever like you think you've vanquished them and then you like look behind the trash can and there's like a, a marching yeah. band of them yeah <laughs> totally yeah so <sighs> i probably shouldn't eat at my desk in my bedroom anyway but i'm starting to become that very comfortable at this little desk so anyway that's where i'm at ants tie-dye bikes quarantine okay okay all right tell me about your weekend how has it been going well you know it has not been bad matt and i got takeout from a nice restaurant near our house on saturday night named we uh republic Mm, i love Although I call it just Republic, but mm, yum. There's an app called Talk. I 
that I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, T-O-C-K. Yes, I downloaded that, it. That a lot of like the nicer restaurants are doing you like prepay and they have like a set meal that you can get. And so we did that last weekend for my birthday and then we did it this weekend. And now I think it's going to kind of be a thing that we do. Like this is what we do on Saturday nights. We get dinner from like a nice place and eat it together and it's it's nice a little date date night night. yeah Yeah. Mm. um you know i also i i like supporting local restaurants i'm i'm very nervous about the number of restaurants that are going to be closing i am too i'm very very um yeah so i feel like while you know knock on wood while my husband and i are both employed and have money to spend on the occasional nice dinner I would like to be able to support my local restaurants and so that's what we've just that's what we've decided to do um there's a restaurant near me that had done like a two-year build out and had just totally redone this space and they were I think they were open for less than a year and they they closed for good, like a few weeks into quarantine. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's awful. And I'm just like, and I don't think they're going to be the last ones, no, you know? No. So I just, I really just want hope that restaurants can hang on selfishly. And also because, you know, they are good for the civic life of a, of a city and they employ a lot of people. And, oh, I'm just very nervous about it. Yeah, so yeah. anyway... I feel you. That's uh, that's what that's what we did, um, and otherwise, I bought a ten dollar kiddie pool at Target today for you, for Matt, <laughs> for Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Does he like? Although splashing around, he doesn't. We tr- he tried it out today, and he wasn't like super into it. I think the water was a little cold. Cause it was like straight from the hose. That'll do it. Um, and you know, he doesn't like, even in the bathtub, he doesn't like to sit down. I think if he just like sat down and splashed around, he would have enjoyed himself, but he was sort of like, nah. um, <laughs> but yeah, if anyone is near a target, I highly recommend this pool. It's, it's just like, it's like a hard plastic pool. It's nothing, it's nothing fancy. Um, but It'll do the trick. Yeah, a $10 pool can go a long way. Yeah. And you can fit an adult body in a kiddie pool. Oh, totally. I could have gotten in there with him, but I didn't. Whatever it takes to stay stay cool and comfortable is where I'm at this summer. And socially distanced. (laughs) Yes, the most importantly. Although there was an interesting NPR article that I've seen a lot of people sharing I love that article. I did too, because um, we have been kind of in discussion of like, how do we open up our own little family pod bubble a little bit? And like what feels safe to us and what doesn't feel safe? And I, I was surprised to read that they had listed like pools as a low, Mm -hmm. I think it was low to medium risk activity. They added a little bit of extra risk because children have a hard time social distancing, obviously, because kids will you know, just bop up to anybody. But that was kind of, that was very satisfying to read because I, I love a community pool. Totally. I mean, do you think your 
pools in your community are going to be open this summer? I don't know. Um, Los Angeles has a lot of really wonderful community pool spaces and the one I live very conveniently close to one and it's currently closed. I I don't, I don't know. I have a heart. I think if it, if it did open, it would be a much more limited capacity. Right. Because I feel like the, the, from what I understand, the virus cannot live in chlorine. So a pool is actually a relatively safe environment. The problem is like the locker room, mm-hmm, the bathroom, mm-hmm. all the other surfaces that are outside of the pool. The hot dog stand. The hot dog stand, the popsicle stand. Like I think those are those those are more the issues versus just being outside yeah, in yeah. a pool. So yeah, anyway. so I, I don't know. I mean, I would love it if they did because we're about to get into like a 100 degree heat wave coming up pretty soon over here so that's fun Mm, i'm excited i'm looking forward to it (laughs) um all right well let's take a short break and then when we come back we'll hear from some listeners all right we're back um kate do you want to take this first one it's a very sweet email so moving this listener writes um while quarantining Well, excuse me, while quarantine cleaning, I rediscovered a stack of old love letters that my grandmother and grandfather wrote back and forth during his time overseas in the Navy during World War II. I am inspired to digitize them and want to have them printed in a book format to give as gifts to the rest of my family. I am scanning them and also transcribing them since the handwriting is old fashioned and loopy. It has been surprisingly difficult to find an easy way to have these printed in a book format. Websites like Shutterfly don't format the images of the handwritten letters very well. Would you or your listeners have ideas on the best way to preserve these heirlooms to be passed down for future generations? Thanks a bunch. Mm. Do you have ideas? No, I don't. <laughs> I, have I don't no either. No idea. I, Although there was a we had a legacy box. Did, yes, that's yes, the one that legacy my box. Head. Yes, I think they can do this. I'm also wondering if, I mean, can Costco do this? I mean, Costco can do anything. I mean, truly, you can buy a car. Could they do this? I, I know they have a pretty solid photo department, and I'm wondering if this is something they could scan. Um, yes, I think Legacy Box could do this. So look into it. So like they they um, were an advertiser on our a podcast at one point, and you basically like they send you a kit and you send your things to them. They digitize it and then send it all back to you. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. And I think there's, there's probably other services like that, but check out that one and maybe we'll get some tips from other people as well. You know, it's possible. You can try going to legacy, legacy box.com slash forever 35. It's possible that we still have an active promo code. Get in there. So try it out. Um, All right. This is a really sweet note also. 
Hi, Kate and Dory. Yesterday, along with my three-year-old and one-year-old, I took a train ride to South America, which means we watched a video of the view from a train for 20 minutes. So thanks here for you for turning me on to train videos. I stepped up my game parenting. I made fake tickets we had to buy. So we learned a little bit about counting and money. We spent time looking at a map and learned where butter comes from. Bringing up buttermilk again, if you shake heavy cream for long enough, it separates into buttermilk and butter. My three-year-old had a piece of toast with his homemade butter, and I felt pretty proud until I realized it was only 11 a.m., and then we fell back into the chaos that is my life now. I wish I could send them back to school already. Any tips for having a crawling baby that gets into everything with a preschooler would be appreciated. Wow. Mm. I have friends who have a crawling baby and a preschooler, but I I cannot speak to that experience right now because that's long gone for me. Oh, yeah. But hopefully somebody listening can weigh in. Dory, you have a walking baby. I do. I mean, my only, my thought was to try to set up separate play spaces that are like adjacent to each other so maybe that means like gating off part of the room for the baby so the baby can have their own little area um and then won't be able to get into the preschooler stuff but i think in your situation it would probably be hard for like them to be in totally separate rooms so I don't know. That's my suggestion. I'm, but I'm curious what people with children this age um, do. Me too. All right. Um, Kate, would you like to take this next email? Hi, Kat and Dor. I just wanted to send you a quick note to say thank you for your two cents that audiobooks do, in fact, count as reading a book. As someone who is visually impaired, this is the only way in which I can read a book. My vision declined in my teenage years, and at the age of 26, I was no longer able to drive, though if you saw me, you would never know I have a disability. I love books, and I'm thankful for this technology. Thanks so much for the show. P.S. I have never read a romance novel, but just bought Red, White, and Royal Blue on Audible since it has been mentioned so often on this pod. Ooh, you're oh, I bet it's really treat. good uh-huh. in audiobook. I bet it's so good. Yeah. But you Ooh, get a little so British accent in that audiobook. Totally. And yes, um, I really appreciate this message. Um, it, 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 I find it very offensive when people say that listening to a book does not count as reading. And yeah. I'm glad you yeah. weighed in, listener. Um, and yeah, and it's such a good reminder that people have different disabilities that mean that they can consume content in different ways. Yeah. So thank you, listener. Um, all right. Now we have gotten to what I would like to call the bathroom portion of the podcast. We had said like, this is the end of <laughs> talking know. about bowel movements. We did say that. But you know, you all seem to still want to talk about it. So it's really on you guys. So many people <laughs> weighed in about, about poop. Again, um, more poop, well, actually, more this, poop content. This first, this first voicemail is about pee. Oh, oh, oh excuse me, excuse me. So, you know, it's not just, not just poop we're talking about. Okay, here we go. Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, I have been called before, but I was moved to call in response to the latest Care For You episode 
we were both talking about public restrooms and how you sit your asses down on the toilets. And I was calling to commend you and <laughs> share a sort of public service announcement that the squatters are part of the problem. If you hover, you're more likely to get splashback. You're adding bacteria where there didn't need to be any. And I want to thank you both for uh, using public bathrooms properly. All right. That's all. I have strong feelings about this. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. Um, I never thought about that, but it's so true. Yeah, you're creating splatter. <laughs> so think about that. So put your butt on that seat. <laughs> That's why toilet seat covers exist. So you can put the toilet seat cover down and then you can sit your butt down on the toilet. You you don't mean like the paper sheet things. You mean like the just the yeah. part of the toilet. No, no, no. I mean the paper sheet oh. things that are in public bathrooms. I want to tell you, I, I often just don't even use those things. I find those things repulsive and annoying. I I sometimes use them. If I feel like I'm dubious about the cleanliness of totally. the bathroom, totally. I will use them. Um, but I don't, I, I will fully admit I don't always use them. No, I don't. I okay. Don't. Okay. Moving on. Um, moving on. But I'm saying like, if that is something that concerns you, you can just put the toilet. And I yes. do not okay. judge. No, I just, no judgment I just, here. Like my butt on that seat. Okay. Okay. Um, email. In regards to the last episode in which Dory, upon hearing the poop smearing technique oh. of Utah, <laughs> suggested there should be a book like the Audubon Guide to Birds, I couldn't help but yell out the Audubon Guide to turds <laughs> if anyone can make this book happen it's you too <laughs> thanks for all the comfort and giggle you know what let's um let's email our literary agents who help us sell books <laughs> and we'll just be like great idea we think you could sell this easily to a publisher it's the audubon guide to turds that would honestly be a great kind of like joke book Yes, different so poop funny. shapes and pictures, and oh my gosh, Kate, get on! Oh, it. you know, I think I'll wait on that. <laughs> okay, all right. One well, more, sort of along the same lines. We have we have a voicemail. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm calling in for the Here for You podcast. Um, I'm sad that the podcast is ending, although I'm glad for me and the other listeners, and also for you guys that you are moving to a, you know, another episode of Forever 35 throughout the week. So I think that will sustain me in the pandemic. But anyways, I was listening to the latest episode. You were closing the lid on the poo discussion. And I think um, maybe you missed an opportunity in naming podcast and you should now refer to the podcast as Here for Poo. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Our listeners are just really coming through with the poop puns today. Wow. And you know, we totally <laughs> should have thought of that. I know. We're usually really quick with the puns. You especially. I'm not very pun oriented in terms of my brain. You're like a pun master. Oh, well, thank you, Kate. But you know, I really fell down on the job. Yeah. Here for so. poo. I will say though, Dory, one thing all this, these poop responses has had me thinking about is that we still don't culturally have a space where women can comfortably talk about pooping that we poop, what our poop might be saying about our health, mm -hmm. our bathroom practices. Like it's still such a, an, a topic that we are kind of 
forced to be quiet about. So I really... And meanwhile, so many men I know gloat about the fact that when they are at work, they get paid to poop. Oh, Dory, I think I've talked about this before when I was a receptionist. When I was a receptionist, the bathrooms were located right outside of like my the reception area so I would see everybody's bathroom journeys and mm-hmm. the men would often go with like books in hand and spend 20 to 30 minutes in that bathroom and women Unreal. women turn those poops around in like two seconds Unreal. I mean look we all look there's a very deep not to not to make everything about some sort of gender binary but I do feel like when it comes to pooping there is something, I agree. something there. I completely with, with, agree. Okay. On that note, on that, Any on that way. soapbox. Kate, tell me about this activity of the day. Oh my gosh. Have you seen this yet? No. Okay. I'm so excited for you to see it. But it's, you've sold me. It's so good. Okay. So actress Sarah Ramos has been doing quarant scenes on her Instagram or her IGTV. And she's reenacting scenes from TV, from movies, even a music video, and oftentimes doing them with another actor who is also self-isolating. So they're not together, but they've been edited together to look like they're doing it together. So it's, they're so good. Um, she did uh, The Hills. She did Jennifer Love Hewitt's oh music video, Bare Naked, which is hilarious. But also she's done The Social Network, which I think has gone very viral this week. Um, my personal favorite, she did My Best Friend's Wedding, and she did that with Elle Fanning in the Cameron Diaz Ooh. role. It's so good. She did Marriage Story with Tavi. She did um, cool. a showgirl scene with Aubrey Plaza. It's just... They're oh gosh, so fun. They're really fun. They're really good. She's also an incredible actress. Like her Julia Roberts is like all her work is really amazing. So it's it's fun and funny, but it's also like the the marriage story scene. First of all, I never saw marriage story because I just was like, Me neither. I can't handle it. But them doing the scene, I was like, wow, this is excellent acting. <laughs> it was great. So <laughs> um, she's just amazing. Her. Instagram handle is Sarah with an H S A R A H E Ramos. Um, so highly, highly, highly recommend. I've, I literally watched the, my best friend's wedding like three times. It's so good. Oh, what a fun, what a fun activity for her to be doing. What a fun thing that we get to watch. I love this. I appreciate for suggesting people's creative, you know, out the, the way people are expressing themselves creatively right now for my enjoyment is very satisfying. So thank you to all the creative geniuses out there. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of our, of the first episode of our last week. (sighs) Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Well, but it's bittersweet. It's the right time. We're ending like the British office, you know, they you got <laughs> like British TV shows. They like have like four episodes and then they're done in America. It's like yeah, 3, we're going 000. out on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right, listeners, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow and we are here for you. Thank you. Bye.